Hello. Hi. Hello. Top of the morning to you. How are you, Sully? I feel like that's a um, game show. Did I make how that? How are you, up? Sally? Not, not how are you, Sally? Specifically. That's just literally just Saturday. <laughs> it's my like, Saturday night TV. live TV. Yeah, voice, basically. I do love, not do, did love me some Saturday night TV back in the day. I feel like it was a, a morning of cleaning, then shopping, and then getting home knackered. Oh my gosh, yeah. And then just watching Saturday's movie. Oh my God, sorry, I've, I get stomach, my stomach dropping because back then, the main period of my life of Saturday night TV was in Canvey. And it I, was. Oh. I remember feeling so trapped. Like, I can imagine. We used to wake up, like you said, do the cleaning. Yeah. And then we, me and my mum, if went at the point it was just me and my mom left mm. and my dad, oh. we would go to the local shopping centre and just mm. like, you know, browse, maybe oh. buy a couple of bits. Then we'd go to the big Tesco in Basildon, <laughs> get lots of food. The I've even been shop. there with your mom. Yeah. Yeah. And then we would come home and it would be Saturday night TV. And I would beg for some Chinese. Oh my gosh. Chinese. And then they would sometimes get me the Chinese. Not always. Yeah. Sometimes there's rice at home, but <laughs> not pounded yam this week. <sighs> no, I you know I actually loved pounded jam. Did you? It's just not on that day. <laughs> Still my favorite food, Nigerian food, pounded jam and gussy. But that was a dark time. So when I think about Saturday Night TV, I actually feel kind of like triggered because mm. I remember watching like Ant and Dick. Yeah, Ant and Dick. It's do you know it's it's still it's still, still on. on still on. It's imagine having a job forever. It's mad. They've, that, they've done well for That's themselves. the privileges of being white though Yeah Because the one nation of them was loves like a drug And they're like you, you, You're never leaving yeah, It doesn't matter Yeah one of them was a drug addict um, I think Was a drug addict Yeah like, If that was a black duo Oh you'd be, be done gone forever time ago, yeah. And it would be a phase Like you would have your show for a phase Yeah Like Keenan and Kel You had your minute Yeah and now oh. Keenan and Kel Who Kel. loves orange soda? Silver you know Soda Kel loves orange soda is it true? Mm-hmm. I, I do, do, I do, I do. It's crazy because he says, "Ah oh, man," and he runs off. Oh, Keenan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, you know, just I started watching um, Keenan Car. Oh my gosh! So now just I keep asking me, you know, do you know Keenan Car? Okay. I'm like, can you shut the fuck up? Um, he watches it on. I want to say Netflix. Oh man! And it looks mad blurry. Like yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> it's so mad. You know, sometimes I watch these. I'm like, how did they ever watch this? Yeah. <laughs> was TV blurry back in the day, or is it I think just it that was... preserving it is is proving difficult? No, I feel like it was blurry. You know. What the fuck? I used to love that so even that was my show. I always found her a bit annoying. Really? Do you know? I felt like I really identified with her. Yeah, you said yeah. this before. I feel like yeah, we're the same people. I used to watch Taina. I did not identify Taina. with her, but I did love her. Taina, Taina. Want to see my name? We probably had no black over. British shows, did we? The closest we had was Tracy Beaker. We had the Desmonds. Oh, the Desmonds. I love the Desmonds. That was old though. Yeah. But I got into it again when I was like 14. Really? I used to stay up till like 1am because I think <laughs> Trouble, one channel would play it. Wow. Till like 2am and I would watch it every night. Oh I loved my gosh. it. But there was a British one. I was going to say Cleopatra. That was a band. I'm so dead. Okay. I wanted them to have a show. Did you remember that? 
Cleopatra, coming at ya. I know all the tunes, really but I don't remember them. the show. That's the first time I felt like I could identify Aww. with a black girl on TV. Was she like? There was three of them, three black sisters. Wow! I was literally like, oh my! And God. they weren't light skin, dark skin girls. Wow! Like I was, I remember being obsessed with them because yeah. I was just like, it's me. Like I could dress up <laughs> like them and feel like, yes, I'm Aww. Cleopatra. Yeah. Gosh, I, I used found to it. Just play out. <laughs> I, no, I used to play out. All the time Same That was my whole life Playing yeah, out playing In, in Kingsmead But I also feel like I didn't really have when friends When did you stop playing out? Um, Maybe when you're like 13 What? Hmm. Maybe older actually Because I just remembered I basically I didn't play out Because I moved to Canvey When I was uh, 11 Yeah Obviously, I couldn't play out anymore because yeah. I'd probably be stoned by the you, racist white people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then I used to stay in Hackney a lot with like friends, cousins and stuff. Yeah. And I was thinking, I thought that playing out stopped for me, but I'm just realizing that no, technically I was playing out. But do you like go, what? what we used to do, what we used to do in Kingsmeads? That, yeah, but- that was playing out. Oh, bless you. Sorry. Thank you, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Hope you said bless you. Um, no, I'm when I mean play out, I mean as in like I'm actually running. <laughs> I feel like in Kingsmead, I was running. You run from fireworks, from boys, from, from or just boys, playing from games. Like, playing games, I think water fights. At what age? At least 13, 14. We would just have water fights. How old is you when you're, you're not year 10? Year 9. Year 9. Oh, come on, man. You could be running. I'm telling you, it, the thing is, the running wasn't quite as aimless. Yeah. Because obviously, obviously, as a kid, when you're running, you like don't even know running. why. You're just, <laughs> just like a, bu- a bumblebee. Yeah. But no, yeah, we were still, I feel like we were still running. But then, not all the time. Yeah. It would depend on what we're doing. Like if we're having a water fire running, but otherwise, that, I'm sitting pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when no, colour coordination cool was the thing. Yeah, I was guts. cool. I could never chill with guys when I was younger. Like Kingsmead. Oh. Remember one time we went, I think, <laughs> this is so sad. It was someone's birthday. Maybe it was Tool's birthday. And we went to Frenzy Park. And then you were Kingsmead. And we went to Kingsmead <laughs> and I was shitting it. I thought, <laughs> I remember you being oh scared of going to Kingsmead for some reason. Just, do you know what? I'm really, still to this age actually, <laughs> I'm really kind of funny, uncomfortable sorry. going into areas, not areas as in like, if there's a party, I don't like walking in. Oh, and So with an area, yeah. it's like you kind of have to walk in. And obviously there's no real reason why I'm there. Yeah. So if I w- maybe went to a youth club, it might be it's a like, little bit better. I have better. a destination. Yeah, but yeah. in the hood, it's just... We're just in the road. I'm going to the wall. Or, yeah. Like, <laughs> Literally going to the wall. And yeah. I would never go up to someone to be like, oh, hello. You're right. <laughs> it's proper playing out. It's because playing out. Because I remember we would leave and go out and be like, we're just gonna wander the streets so and mad. see who we bump into. It's so and you would your cousin used to come to my house. I must have looked like such. I must have looked like such a hoe when I was like fifteen. Why? Because I was yeah. Because I I didn't go to areas and stuff like that. So I was kind of close with your cousin, and he used to come with some of the mandem yeah. to my house, and he used to just come to my room. And I think chill. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. and obviously I don't know. My mom's white working class woman. She has the mixed race daughter. So do you know what's funny? In the hair. You were scared to go to the area, but you didn't mind yeah, the mandem yeah, coming in. <laughs> Destination, yeah. but like, I must have just been like such a hoe. Like, it's true. Like, why are all these boys in, in my room, room like, just chilling with me? 
And oh, like, that was an innocent Mom used to be like, leave then. the door open. Is that what she said? Yeah, mom, that was my mom's one rule. I remember, yeah. yeah. Just leave the door open. I was like, I'm not doing anything with these anyway. boys. Yeah. Definitely wasn't doing anything. But, um, Especially multiple of them at the same time. Oh my God, yeah, no, 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 no way. Oh, yeah. what an innocent time. Talk about innocent time. Yeah. Oh my God, at MSN. I miss MSN. I used to have MSN a was in my room. such a good time of life. Like it wasn't it. I I have such fond memories of Emerson. I feel like I used to just be on my computer cracking up <laughs> until like two a.m. and then have no sleep for the next day. But it was worth it. Oh my gosh. Sorry, I just got <laughs> just got a, bit of a flashback. Considering the episode that we done last week about abuse, I remember I was on MSN and I was with my uh, skip reader. I was with my abusive boyfriend, and I had so many people on MSN, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Delete them all. Like, delete it, delete it." And obviously, I can't delete 800 people one by one. Yeah. So, you know, he he punched the laptop screen that was on my on my lap and just cracked his own laptop screen. And and I guess they're deleted now. Because yeah, you can't see them. You can't see them. Psycho. And like, they're all still there. And it's just like, well. You've just broken your just, laptop. I still kept them. Because <laughs> they're still there. Did <laughs> he there. think that that was going to remove them? <laughs> so stupid. What an idiot. But, um, Yuck. Yeah, no, the MSN was a, a, a pop in time. Like, yeah. I used to love. Remember, um, Yes. Oh my god. We were talking about those recently, weren't we? I still I still ping people. I just type it. Uh, yeah, every now and then I say ping with the exclamation. But people like, ignore me like ping. <laughs> I do miss that feature because yeah. it's quite important to it's be able to ping like, someone. Oi. Like I actually need you to check your phone. Yeah. Blackberry had ping was the main ping. Yeah. But MSN oh, had no. a what was MSN? No, maybe it wasn't it wasn't ping. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. There. That was BB. There was another one. Oh my gosh! It was uh, em, not emojis. There was emoticons. What are they? What's it was that? like the things that used to jump out and shout at you. Oh my god! Yeah. Animate. We spoke about this recently. Uh, I don't know. Do you remember? The, there was a, obsessed. There was a period where you could color code your like your name. Yes. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was so cool. What was your name? I had um. So mine was like Kiki XOXOXO Kiki, um. But then I I done um. My colors in like Superman theme. Oh, yeah! But I used to call myself no. I used to call myself Kiki, aka Superwoman. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what were you so? Su- what's so God, super about you? <laughs> it's just this is who I am. You thought you were a superhero. <laughs> I was Lady Star. Lady Star. In that um, there was a font that you could use. Like sometimes you could make your font different. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you don't just write in regular font. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember how we used to. I think we used to copy and paste it from somewhere. Yes. And we it did. Would make we did. Your font funny. Oh, <laughs> what a time! <laughs> Take me back. So fun. Oh, my body really hurts. Oh yeah, guys. So the other day I messaged Fola and she was like, she doesn't remember this song, but I'm convinced that people remember it. I'm gonna sing it. Yeah. Um, God sent me an angel from the heavens above. Got me with my head broken heart for being in love. And all I do. I want to stop because it's kind of annoying when people sing and it, they take too long. And, and you're like, like we, yeah, hurry enough. up. Yeah, yeah. So I promise I'm not Where did speaking. you discover this song from? I was just randomly singing it in my head the other day and I was like, where is this song from? And lucky enough, I tapped into Spotify, which is really rare. And they actually got the lyrics right. And wow. the song came up and I was like, yes, I've seen. Because I thought it was from Channel U or something. Okay. So I thought it was going to be kind of hard to find. I assumed it was Channel U when you said it to me, but. Literally not, oh. not the foggiest where it's from. I've never heard it in my life, but it just sounds like a channel use it. Yeah, yeah, song. it does, it does, it does. Um, you right? How are you? <laughs> Same as last week, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hungry. Is how You're I hungry. am. My appetite of recent is 
roaring. Mm. It's like a lion. And I'm like, do I give in or do I do I starve? Because <laughs> those, those seem like my options. Basically, what I'm trying to do is get stuff that I find at least remote, remotely healthy. Um, mild. What's the word? Remotely, you can use remotely. At least no? remotely healthy. I feel like people say remotely when it's not remotely, rather than like the opposite. I'm overdoing it with my English, but anyway, that's not <laughs> something that's at least a little bit healthy. Yep. So that when I am overeating it, at least, at least it's not like. Chips. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I got you. I'm really like tired. If you overdo hummus or something. Yeah, like, that's not the end exactly. Of the world. It could be worse. There could be worse things yeah. to overdo. But yeah, I struggle with appetites. I think because my ultimate goal in life is that I'm always willing. I'm a boring you. <laughs> Forget it. Forget I'm really it. tired now. <laughs> oh, sure. I'll be now honest, I start guys. Speaking. <laughs> Even as I was speaking, I was like, oh, I don't care anymore. Because <laughs> we've just we recorded two episodes in a row, guys. Because yeah. we need a break. And we're still gonna give you content. So yeah. yeah. That's what we do too. So I'm just a bit tired now. Fair enough. Now oh, that's the second episode. But sorry, you were saying. I was saying <laughs> my ultimate goal in life is to lose weight. So when I don't have an appetite one week, I'm like, yep, this is it, boy. Winning. I'm eating healthy. Mm. I've just for some reason something's come across um upon me and like and just don't care for like unhealthy things anymore. Well, I mean, then the next week happens and I'm like, oh, I'm starving. back. Starving, yeah. <laughs> and technically that's a bad thing when you lose your appetite because your metabolism slows down. Yeah. So how I'm trying to rationalize it at the moment is maybe my appetite is roaring because my metabolism is speeding up. <laughs> but I'm oh, like, yeah. I doubt just it. I'm right just going to put on. But that's fine. Life moves in waves, doesn't it? Yeah. And some of them are weight gaining waves so we move um sorry i can't i'm really tired should we do this toxic yeah thought? let's just do the toxic thought right so this week's toxic thought reads hey girls this is the first time i'm submitting something and i'm praying you actually discuss it because your girl is in need of some help i'm 23 and living in expensive london i studied economics in uni i graduated last year and i'm oh. still unemployed hey girl no. you can't <laughs> I was actually trying to say, oh, econ, but the yawn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm here. I think I need the AC going. Yeah. True. Truth is, I truly don't know what I'm doing. I've always wanted to be an actress or even a podcaster like you girls, Aww. but I don't know where to start and I just don't have the confidence to even try. It may sound a little silly, but I have a friend who's pursuing acting and is, and is doing pretty well. I feel like there's no room for me now and it will just seem like I'm copying her, which will be just embarrassing. Mm. Some days I feel like I have a sense of direction and on other days, well, the majority of the time, I have no clue what I'm doing. How do I get out of the funk and just go for whatever I want to do? I'm feeling so stuck and worthless. Please help. Oh, don't be worthless. Don't feel worthless. You're not. <laughs> Um, You're just being silly I am <laughs> It's because I'm trying to Keep myself alive yeah. At this point Survival first Then podcast Sorry about that I So yeah I can Massively relate To this feeling It's funny actually I feel like Part of me is here Is there now mm. Um, I think I think life Can sometimes feel Very Much like it's supposed To be Still mm. um, I don't know I think I'm trying to find The right way To articulate what I'm saying But I think that We've all got this idea That life is supposed To be really linear mm. And like 
not still, but yeah, linear, straight. It's like you go from one thing to the next mm-hmm. and then you stay there. And I find it really weird that that is probably the case or or like the very vast minority number of people's story where they've actually done one thing and stuck at it. Yeah. Like I, I don't think I know one person who mm-hmm. that's been their life. Especially and, and I know that some people are like that, but people who are like ambitious and want want a particular type of success in their career, I don't think there's one soul on the planet mm. that that's what their story has been. Yeah. So I find it really weird that like our expectation is still that. Like why why aren't we more comfortable with the idea that like, that life is is supposed to be one thing to another mm. and changing? Like why do we why do we have this rigid mindset when it comes to work even though that isn't most people's reality yeah i think because especially maybe at her age where she's graduated like so i would say from i guess year 11 you're there preparing for your a levels and Mm. from your a levels you're preparing for uni so there's so much momentum up until this big career that you're gonna get Mm. you've been working like let's just use uni as an example like three or four years studying for something in particular Mm. And then it's so anticlimactic when you eventually get there, you graduate, mm-hmm. and then you're given this dream job that apparently, you know, everybody wants, and you know, there's so much job availability going on, mm. and it's just not that. Mm. Um, and then I think when you when you've graduated and there's yeah, it's anticlimactic, and then you're kind of left with yourself and you have time to actually think, is this what I want to do? Mm. Because of before the only thing that you were concentrating on was the deadlines. Like yeah. deadline, deadline, deadline. And a lot of people are driven by de- I'm driven by deadlines mm-hmm. like sometimes I'm so driven by deadlines I'm not even thinking about do I actually want to do this mm. <laughs> because it's just another thing that my mind is occupied by yeah and I guess when you are unemployed there's so much room for to wonder to yeah think like do I want to do this what actually makes me happy um and I think sometimes you're so consumed by that time that free time that you have naturally in life a lot of people are creative mm-hmm. so you want to pursue that mm. but then at the end on the other other hand, is like you need to pay your bills, you need to prosper and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. we all know that actors don't get paid enough, even when they're doing kind of even well sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's hard. Pursuing creativity is very bold. It's really it's bold, and I, I think creativity or creative roles are so broad. Yeah, like I think the world of work in general is incredibly confusing, mm. especially as someone that's gone to uni, like the trajectory from uni to work is so confusing. And I don't even just mean in a sense of like, oh, you know, a style of working, a style of thinking. Because yeah, mm. you go from like, my life is deadlines and essays to yeah. I have to deliver something. And I don't mm. even know what that means. There's that. But over and above that, I think people don't even know what work is like yeah <laughs> there are very clear roles that we have an understanding of mm-hmm. accountants you do accounting yeah lawyers you do law <laughs> yeah. doctors you make people feel better yeah. like we know there are, there are probably like i'd say like maybe five percent of roles that are available have a very clear understanding i yeah, think i agree uni is really good for those types of roles and i think it prepares people very well for those types of roles mm-hmm. but i think outside of that so probably the the ninety the other ninety five percent of career options that you have people don't know that they exist people don't understand them yeah so it's really really confusing I think for someone who has studied econ what often ends up happening is because you've studied a role that kind of does have quite clear trajectories mm-hmm. like most ec- economic students become uh accountants lawyers like there there are kind of maybe three or four very 
very clear roles that you're expected to take. <laughs> you're okay? so I'm struggling with the econ again. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and anything outside of that. So I think people that study econ, you come out, I studied econ, mm. so I can relate. Mm. You come out and you're like, cool, let me do one of those five roles that they told me that yeah. I can do with econ. <laughs> yeah. Let me be an accountant. That's what I did. I said, let me be an accountant. I started yeah. studying for an accounting course. And then I was like, wait a minute. Kind of hate this. Yeah, I, I remember that. Care about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot. Um, yeah, I'm a part of a qualified accountant. <laughs> How random! Yeah. And then you, you, ha- you come to this point that it sounds like she's at, where it's like, I don't want to do that, but I also really don't know what I do want to do. Mm. And this has always felt really secure, and like what I'm meant to do, or these things, and every all of the other, everything outside of that, just feels really scary yeah. and daunting because yeah. You don't even have a clue what it is. Yeah. And you don't, you weren't exposed to a world that could ever have given you an inkling even as mm. to what it is. Um, so I think the stage that she's at is really normal, but it's just about taking that leap to understanding what else is out there, basically, yeah. and just exploring a little bit. Like you have to, you have to try things mm. in order to get out of this yeah. place that you're in. And trying new things is always gonna be. So, so, so daunting Mm -hmm. And I feel like I remember there was a period Like there's, even now to be honest There was definitely a period between my early 20s And maybe my late 20s actually Where Mm. trying new things will make me feel physically sick Mm. And it it genuinely feels beyond you And whilst you're constantly consumed By not having the confidence to try new things People around you are trying those things Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. it's like, how do I get myself to that space? So even when she said that my friend's done that And now I feel like I can't do it Mm -hmm. I've been there myself It's like, well how can, for example, if we weren't, if we weren't friends and I had a, you, I wanted to do a podcast and you started one up and then suddenly I want to do my separate one. Mm. It's it, that naturally it might even feel like a bit of competition. Yeah. It's like, yeah. why am I, oh, you want to do one now? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's, it's so, yeah, it's, it's so hard to do. And I, it made me think about um, recently, I, so two things actually, uh, a couple months ago, I went to that glass house retreat place mm. um, and when I was leaving, I was in the reception and then there was this woman um, and she was about to be interviewed for a cleaning job mm-hmm. and she was literally shaking. Like wow. she, she actually couldn't like muster up a sentence. Wow. She was so nervous Aww. about this cleaning job she was about yeah. to apply for. Um, and in my brain, I'm like, she'll be absolutely fine. Mm. It's a cleaning job. You know, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be that daunting. But for her in her world, this was something new that she's never tried before. Mm. Um, and then simi- similarly, actually, um, Three weeks ago, I got my eyelashes done. And the, this is the first time the girl had ever done eyelashes on them like a human being before. Oh, okay. And as she was doing my lashes, she was shaking. She had to wow. hold her hand to put the eyelash extension on. Bless her. And I'm just like, I know. I'm so confident that give it a month's time, you're going to be greeting yeah, me. Yeah. Saying, oh, have a seat. Like, Literally. lay down, you know, let me do your eyelashes for yeah. you. But trying something will always be so daunting. Difficult, yeah. So Scary. daunting. Yeah. Even when we agreed to do a podcast, mm-hmm. there was part of my brain that thought, Oh, I don't know. I feel mm. so uncomfortable about this. Like, even when Follow suggested, well, we both kind of wanted to do it, but the live show, mm. I'd never spoken in public before. So, although I wanted to do it in my brain of like when my when I'm feeling good, it's like oh, the idea of it's lovely, mm. but, but to, to actually, actually activate yeah. and say yes, let's do it and plan towards it. Yeah, there is sometimes there's a bit of um, self sabotaging yeah. a little bit. Oh, hundred. So even in my brain, say if um, I don't know, well, we did experience <laughs> where the, the venue got cancelled. There might be a a part of my brain it's like phew yeah. but in my, only in my older age I've tried to learn to push past those feelings mm. of like no make this happen and yeah. get used to it because yeah. every single thing is going to be so daunting when you walk into 
an interview and you've, you know, it's the first time you've been in that building. Mm. It's uncomfortable. You mm-hmm. don't know where, where the tea, coffee, sugar is. Yeah, you don't yeah. know where the toilet is. Give it a month. You can literally walk around that building with your eyes closed. Yeah. So sometimes about forcing yourself into environments that you do feel uncomfortable with. 100%. And I, I think something that we always forget as well is that it's not often that, basically, I think what does people is like imposter syndrome. Yeah. Even like I'm not supposed to, but like, yeah. You forget the context of the fact that everybody knows it's your first time. Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. people are applying for roles and you send your CV, as long as yeah. you didn't lie on it, yeah. like, they know that it's your first yes. job. Yeah. <laughs> so the expectation of you is based on this being your first job. Yeah. So your nerves should probably half at that mm. point. And then it's just about, you know, trying to impress people or whatever. But you're impressing people starting from a basis of it's your very first time. So you sitting in that eyelash lady's chair, yeah. you paid less and you knew yeah, you were paying I less knew what was because happening. you knew that she was trying. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so it, it's just, it's interesting that, I don't know, I think I think it's just like we put so much pressure on ourselves when it comes to trying new things. Mm. Um, people that aren't even perfectionists suddenly become perfectionists yeah. and you feel like you have to get it right the first time. It's yeah. a fear of failure. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like I sound like one of those billionaire moguls <laughs> that, that are doing like a conference. But like, you have to lean into failure. Yeah. Like, failing is learning. Yeah. And genuinely, the only way that you can ever get good or better at something. And I've even noticed that at work, to be honest. Like, I think my trajectory as a, a software engineer, like, I came into this, I transitioned into this. I wasn't always software engineer. Mm. I did other stuff. And when I first started, and it's still something that I'm working on now. Like, I, I've always had a fear of, like, getting it wrong. Mm. And, like, by virtue of the job, is that's what you're meant to do. Yeah, so yeah, I've yeah. had conversations with my manager even where I'll be like, yeah, I'm just a bit worried because I don't want to do X, Y, Z. And mm. I don't want to, I don't want to um, get, basically, I don't want to get it wrong. Because to say the technical terms, nobody's going to get it. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, but you He's he's almost looking at me like then is the job for you because yeah, yeah. that's what you're meant you to do. You have to get you it have wrong. to get it wrong sometimes. And like I guess the nature of our job is literally breaking and fixing things. Like, yes, that's yeah. what the job is. Yeah. And yeah, so I think it's helped me a lot being in my role because it is an expectation. My my job is literally try fail, try mm. fail, try, mm. as in in the one day I try and fail a hundred times. Yeah, like it's just yeah. what has to happen. Yeah, um, and even. So so I was struggling with at the time was delivering stuff. Mm. So I was trying and failing quietly quietly. Then when someone comes to me and is like, Did you finish that feature? I'm mm. like, No. And in my head I'm thinking, I have, but I'm scared to show it to you yeah, in case I'll I've got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, you you have to show it because there's also a massive part of like nobody actually knows what's going on here. No, yeah. <laughs> Everybody is yeah. kind of clueless. Yeah. So it's not even always a matter of like my manager needs to see it and sign off and say this is good. Mm. Sometimes it's a matter of we have to put it into the world yeah. and see what comes back. Yeah. Like, what's the feedback going to look like? And I think generally, it's when I ha- uh, when I talk to people who are experiencing this type of thing, mm. I try and use that my work as an analogy for mm. it because I think that is literally the essence of finding joy in life or yeah. finding joy in work is trying failing and trying and failing can look different. It can be if sometimes it can be private, mm. a lot of the time it's going to be public. Mm. Like, and you're not going to know until you put it out into yeah. the world yeah. and see what comes. Yeah, back. yeah. Because yeah, and you don't, you have to get really comfortable with the idea. And this, as I said, it's literally a work in progress as well. But comfortable with failing, mm. getting things wrong, and not attaching so much to it. Yeah. So I've even been in maybe a position like in the meeting, I've said the wrong thing, and that consumes my whole 
my whole mindset throughout the whole meeting. Yeah. When I've, I forgot about everything else. Yeah. And then when yeah. someone marks the feedback, I don't know what's going on because I thought about the first mistake that I made. Yeah. Um, yeah, you really, and this just, well, even when I thought about this, when I reflected back on life, that there's so many things that I've failed. Mm-hmm. But in the grand scheme of things, nobody cares. Nobody cares. And it no ends one, up being a success because it steers you in a different you, direction. Yeah, like you can, like I, I remember, yeah, when I was in uni, I worked in Asda Bakery. And I'm not joking, my first shift, I came and said, oh, hi, I'm Rakia. And then I led my arm onto the, <laughs> to the counter and knocked over like a thousand mince pies on the floor. <laughs> And I thought, oh my God, my life is over. On your first day, it's very massive. All of your, all of the mints. All the mints. And like, I'm not being funny. Now, that is funny. Yeah, yeah. It's genuinely funny. There's so many things. I remember when um, I I got a tutu in uni. And I remember for some, I was living in Bromley at the time. And there was so much traffic towards the Blackwall Tunnel, like going in there. And after I was in the car with my mom And my mom's someone She doesn't really read the room very well So mm. she'll be yabbering on in my head And all I wanted to do in my head was Go home and cry my eyes out Because oh. I thought my life was over yeah. And I remember I sobbed and sobbed and sobbed Because I was like How am I ever going to progress? Yeah. Like, I've got two too In my head like that was me failing But I didn't fail You didn't I didn't fail. fail And also when I reflected Uni actually wasn't for me I didn't yeah. enjoy what I was doing yeah. That's fine And now I know then I went into a career that I also found quite interesting. Mm. Again, there's so many people and so many things that I'd failed throughout work. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. even now, I fail every single day. Yeah, I get something yeah. wrong constantly. Yeah, but yeah. I think sometimes when you get less precious about your mistakes, you really can just keep it pushing. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, saw, I think sometimes it's also about just training your mind a little bit. Yeah, to fail. Like I was talking about someone talking to someone about this recently about like therapy like one of the techniques that can be used sometimes mm. is like to do the most extreme scenario so yeah. <laughs> if you're scared of something then make it happen to yourself yeah. just to learn that like after you do it you don't die mm. and I think I, the thing is I troll I, I talk about Colombia all the time and mm. yeah I know it's, it's, no, a, yeah, it's, it's a laughing point now <laughs> I was actually thinking that, that maybe I shouldn't be so embarrassed to say it today because no, no. a minute um, but that for me is probably the biggest Training process of my mind That I've had in my entire life mm. Like To allow myself the opportunity To leave my whole life behind To leave my job Yeah To leave the UK And to not know what I'm doing next <laughs> And to go across the world Yeah I got rid of my car Left where we lived Like I got rid of everything that made me th- feel At that time that I was stable Yeah Like all of the things that we consider stability Yeah I got rid of every single one of them and I left. And obviously I didn't die and I had the best time (laughs) of my life. But I think that helped to train my mind so much. And I remember one of the things that I kept telling myself at the time was like, the worst case scenario is you come back and you just pick up where you left off. Nothing, nothing, nothing really changes. Nothing really changes. (laughs) Your worst case scenario, like if you try a job that you don't like, yeah, you're in a career that you you don't like, mm. which is why you want a new one. Yeah, and you want to try a new one. You try that new one, and you again don't like it. <laughs> Technically, you're back to square one, yeah. which is fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you want to be back to real square one, go back. Like, just train, reminding myself constantly, like, 
these things that we consider us con- um, cons- blah, 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 convince ourselves are leaps mm-hmm. are often actually just like a little hop. <laughs> yeah, it's a little hop. It's or actually like, not a leap. Even it's- sometimes even just a bit of a sidestep. Yeah. Because I think sometimes, especially when you want to change careers as well. So I changed career quite late. It feels late. Mm. It's not late, but it feels late. So, and then I'm like, oh, I'm in a whole new industry. I'm learning from like, I don't know, day one, basically. Mm. I'm at, back to not even square one, zero. Mm. So I don't know anything. But then when I think about it, all of the work that I that I've done has learned, has taught me how to speak to people, yeah. how to be even professional. Yeah. Like I'm sure when you look back on like having your first your first job, even where you dressed might have been a bit OTT. Yeah. There's an ethical that you kind of have where you just understand things a bit quicker. Mm-hmm, you're more mm-hmm. you're more likely to learn things quicker. You're more yeah. likely to be more confident to try new things. Um, it's not, yeah, it's, it's a little hop. It's a little <laughs> and hop. And it's fine. And it's so powerful. That tiny hop is so powerful in the mind to mm. just train your mind like that you don't need to go into crisis and like deep fear mode yeah. because nothing, no one's going to die. Yeah. Like it's all, it's yeah. actually all going to be it's okay. okay to, it's okay to coast. I feel like, especially in this like rat racy London, People are kind of taught that you can't you can't coast. Mm. So even when there is there are moments of stillness, it's like, okay, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah. And sometimes you just need time to even think about what you actually want to do. That's, I definitely yeah, in my yeah. well, I think I was about 20, 25-ish, 26 or whatever. And I remember like it used to haunt me day in, day out, thinking, what am I doing? Like, what's my purpose? Mm. What's my, I'm 25. Like, I don't know what my... I, I still, still don't know what my purpose, I don't know what my purpose <laughs> yeah. is. But I was like, what's my purpose? What's my yeah. purpose? Like, um, and I was applying for... I even, I think I applied for a course at Burbeck. I couldn't even tell you what course that was. <laughs> there was a lot of pressure at that time. There was so much yeah. pressure. Like, I don't... And I remember meeting a friend for lunch and I was like, I just genuinely don't know what I'm doing with my life. And I think they suggested me to go to like acting school. And I thought, mm. oh, but at my age, how can I go to acting school? I'm too old. That at my age thing, boy. It's, it's so strange, isn't myth. it? Yeah. It's actually my... um. My boyfriend that always reminds me of that, like, because obviously I'm, I put myself in this, I want to be a big mogul category. <laughs> and he's, he always like lists people that technically are, you know, big moguls. And like when they actually got into the career that they're in now, mm. that have made them who they are, mm. or when it is that they achieved, I don't know, millionaire status or whatever it was. And, and it's always like in their 50s. Of course. <laughs> like yes. people, if you're going to clock life, you're going to do it very late. Yeah, like, you're do it late. and, up until then, and there was another thing. I, I think I saw this. I think I said it on the podcast as well uh, recently already mm. that someone was saying, "In your twenties, it was an old man, old mm. wise man who's <laughs> obviously done well from yeah. himself. In your twenties, you try things. Yeah. In your thirties, you find what you're good at, mm. and in your forties, you make money from what you're good at. Mm. And I was like, "That's so. It is still time. There's still so much time, <laughs> and that makes a lot of sense. And I genuinely, in my twenties. I just spent it trying things. Yeah. And now, I don't even know if I've landed on like what I'm, I know what I'm good at. Yeah. But I haven't necessarily landed in like, this is what I'm good at and what is going to mm. make me run the money. There's a few options. But like, there's so much time. Yeah. There's still so much time left. And there's even experience to kind of find out what you're actually good at. Yeah. You don't have to pinpoint and be like, I'm so good at this. Yeah. I think everyone has a general idea of what they're good at. Um, and then also t- to take into, um, you have to consider that you know, things are being done at a much later time in life mm. nowadays because of the cost of living crisis. We live in London. Mm. Family setups are very much different. Like there's a big, there's a backlog, basically. Yeah, yeah. So even if, you, even if you, I don't know, people are most likely to become maybe millionaires or whatever that is in their 60s or yeah, 70s now because yeah. things are just delayed. Um, one thing I do want to speak more about is like creativity and how that important that actually is. Mm. And I feel like I 
more so encourage people to do things creatively more than like um, corporate. Corporate. Yeah. Not. I'm. I'm not saying have a corporate job. Do what you need to do. But I think creativity is so important, mm. and it doesn't matter. Genuinely, doesn't matter what that looks like. Mm. I think when you when you're giving yourself creatively in some kind of capacity. There's a freeing element to that. Mm-hmm. So even if you are in your corporate job that you're not necessarily enjoying, if you had a podcast, please do a podcast, by the way. Mm. If you yeah, want to do no, a podcast, even if you on a Saturday morning you recorded a podcast, that's a crave outlet that you've had. Yeah, had and yeah. you feel like not all your eggs are being put in one basket and your life is literally revolving around this one yeah. corporate job. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it don't you know, it just gives you, I think it just gives you a bit of hope. Um, and even when I say creative, it could even be like running or a sport or yeah, I think- something. I think it's important to give you, allow yourself the opportunity to be inspired. Yeah. And I think yeah, it's really difficult I mean, yeah. to be inspired at work. Mm. To be honest, very few jobs are inspiring, regardless of whether oh, it's absolutely. corporate or creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, it's important to allow yourself and put yourself in scenarios where it's likely that you'll be inspired. Like, mm. and ins- inspiration can look different for everybody. Like, yeah. I'm really, I'm really tapped in now. I guess it's just experience with myself. Mm. I understand what inspires me now. Like some of my most inspiring moments are when I'm at a live music show. Yeah. Live music and there's a good vocalist Mm. and an instrument that is just hitting for me. Yeah. I literally can get goosebumps and inspiration bubbles up for me in in the sense that I'm like, I feel like I can do anything. Mm. I genuinely in that moment feel like I can do anything. I know what you mean. And I leave thinking... I need to feel like that more. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going to make me feel like that more? And uh, my brain just starts opening up yeah. and like exploring different things. Genuinely, I can leave a music concert and be like, I want to start a business. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. It's, and so it's just fascinating yeah. just how the brain works yeah. and like the things that opens up certain receptors. It's I don't know. isn't it, it that you get from it? Yeah. yeah. So I think it's that that you need to make sure that you're allowing yourself to do. And, and, those things provide perspective. Like, like you said, mm. that whole eggs in one basket thing. Like being in those inspiring environments for me, my mind goes to like, wow, you've made a career of being a singer. Like mm. it's all you do. Mm. That's so inspiring. And like, I, I, it makes me think, oh, I guess being creative can be, can be lucrative. Mm. Hmm, how am I creative? And how can I yeah. be lucrative? And, and just, yeah, it just makes me feel like, there is more to the world. Yeah, it's a perspective hope. thing. Yeah. yeah. It gives me hope. Yeah. 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 I agree. I think also as well, don't don't let the internet fool you. Um I remember I used to watch a lot of YouTube things and it was more like maybe like Stephen Barlett and stuff mm. or like people all the coaches and reading books like 26 ways to change your life and like oh, a month and yeah. stuff like that. Like people, a lot of young people are susceptible to those kind of things as well. Mm. But like you don't realize that sometimes often people work in periods of mm. life. So I, I thought there was one way of success when I was younger. So it was like, wake up at 6 a.m., um, write your gratitude list for half an hour, have breakfast. I'm so dead. I don't know, like go to work, get home, have mm. dinner. And then, um, I don't know, watch one inspiring YouTube video, then read two chapters of your book. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. And the thing is, as much as I felt like I was doing it at one point, it felt like I was being tortured. Yeah. <laughs> so like, this, yeah. I'm trying to like discipline Discipline should never feel like torture, no, in my it opinion. It's 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 hard to navigate, it hard. but it should be more rewarding than torturous. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I kind of slowly actually realized in my life, I um I probably have one or two months a year where I'm actually really productive, mm. and the rest is me 
just trying, surviving, trying yeah. to survive. Like yeah. there's two years in a month, two months, two months in the year where I'm like, my brain's thriving. I feel very inspired. Mm. Um, I feel like I'm, I can make a move. Mm. Um, and that happened even when I switched my career. I decided to switch my career within like a month mm. because it was, I was leading up to it. I just didn't really have capacity yeah. or whatever. But I remember writing a list and I was like, I can't remember what the list was. There was two really bold things I was going to do that month. And I just done it. Mm. Like I just went through it and it didn't take me. I didn't have to write every day yeah. for a whole year about, oh, I'm going to switch my career. I'm going to switch my career. I just done you're it. You just go into action. Yeah. yeah. You just, sometimes yeah. you just need to be in that mind frame. It's similar to when, um, you know, not, not literally similar, but you know, when you have all your clothes on your bed and mm. it's like, I've just got to do just, it. To Sometimes clean. you just have to do yeah. it. And I used to hate, I used to, oh my God, I can punch them in the face. Like when people used to be, be like, you just have to go for it. I'm like, but I'm so consumed by my negative thoughts. I can't, I can't just go just for it. Go, it's what not that mean, simple. Just go for yeah. it. Like, what do you mean? What does just, that mean? Just try something new. Yeah. Um, and there is a process to get to that point. But sometimes what I, what I would really advise people is that just say yes, even if you really don't mean it. Mm. And you know that it's going to be good for you in the long run. Yeah. So, even recently, I was asked to do it. Haven't there was an opportunity that arised, and it literally petrified me. And I genuinely, like, even now, I can't see myself doing something like that. But I just said yes, yeah. because eventually, like, there was a time in my life where if somebody said speak in public, I would genuinely just not, yeah, never, ever, ever do it. But you just say yes, and then even if I went and I was like. Uh, I'll eventually laugh one day about yeah, it. Yeah, Sunday. It's a part of the process. It's part of the yeah, process. Yeah, seriously. And this is what we're saying, like, fail. Yeah. Maybe fail a little bit. Everyone's got a horror story of their first time yeah. trying something. Like, it, it's hard. It's hard. And and also, it was, not to sound hippie-ish, but like, everyone was, had their first time at 1.2. Like, yeah, yeah, every yeah. podcaster yeah. had to have a first episode. Like, it's yeah. just, it's we, just how it goes. I so nervous Yeah, the same. Here. I remember being creeped Ooh. out by like even the fact the idea of that I have to speak into a microphone. Yeah. And I feel like I was moving away from it. Yeah. Like and <laughs> hearing myself listening back to the episodes for the first maybe the first few months so was so weird. Yeah. Now it's just like here we are. Yeah, literally what like, like, let's yeah. go. But yeah, it's just the art of trying something new. Yeah. Um yeah, I think it's even necessary, like for human development, I would argue. Yeah. Like you're not supposed to stay stagnant. I don't. I think it's bad for your mental health. Yeah, I think it's bad for your development, even like mentally and physically. I think we're supposed to do different things. Yeah, like, I really do. Yeah, and you, you never, ever, 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 ever know who you're inspiring because mm. you're always inspiring someone. Like yeah. when we start up this podcast, I'm sure there was someone out there who really wanted to do a podcast yeah, too, yeah. and they may have gone off and done it. Like I beg you, please. Just do it. And yeah. and also there is room for everybody. Mm. Like, and I think when you're authentically yourself, like even if we didn't do a podcast together, I would have a podcast and maybe do have a different direction to you. Like yeah. there's still yeah. room for the both of us to 100%, do it. Like, yeah. And you just never even um that we we literally start up a podcast where everyone everyone's doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. and that definitely crossed my mind on one point I thought, oh, we're just another just another yeah. podcast. There's a lot of shade around it. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're doing something for someone. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, the, my thing is, I guess you're not going to push. You should technically, you shouldn't push somebody out if they've got their lane. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, if you're good at what you do and you have your lane, like, you know, the, the, we, bread, the bread owl analogy. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. literally. So, yeah, the idea of like there only being space for, for a few people in anything mm. doesn't make any no, sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But um, yeah, just don't be afraid to constantly find your feet and 
and switch things up. Um, and also, no one actually really cares. Like, Folly, you can tell me tomorrow that, oh, I'm going to pursue, I don't know, <laughs> horse riding. And I'll be like, okay. oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, business, business is it. You might even be fucking fantastic at yeah, horse riding. Yeah. And, like, you might blow up. Like, and that's actually funny, yeah, because I was... I was funny about getting my nephew a PS5 for his 10th. Mm. And someone said to me, like, why do you, don't be so limited in your thinking of, mm. like, what this is even. Because I was like, yeah, he's just going to be on it all day. <laughs> and they were like, you know gamers, like, they're actually making so much money yeah. on YouTube. Like, just open your mind a little yeah, bit. Uh, like, what if he's great? What yeah. if beyond enjoyment? He's actually just great at gaming. He literally loves gaming. So, yeah. like, why not just let him love gaming? Yeah. And I was like... It's true. It's true. <laughs> Just yeah. let him love what he loves. Like, yeah. what? What does it? What does it cost me other than five hundred pounds? <laughs> <laughs> minor, literally. Minor, minor. But um, yeah. Be, be creative, man. And I agree. Just go for things. Yeah, going for things. What have you felt at? I don't really have that. <laughs> I don't think I thought of it anything. Oh, yeah. I don't really have that perspective. I guess I felt mm. my first job. Mm. Like, my first job was in finance. I spent four years in finance. Mm. And it was awful. <laughs> I hated every second. <laughs> I, I genuinely even look at myself in awe. Like, I'm not who I thought I was. Mm. Because the fact that I could do something for four years and not have one day that I was like, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. That's insane Yeah I hated the entire time Like I don't know if it's low self-esteem Did I yeah. think I was only worthy of Things that I hate I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know But that was clearly a fail It was yeah. awful But Why did you Why do you feel like You stayed in that career For four years Even though you hated it every day I didn't think I could do anything else uh, Not that I couldn't I guess I found it too scary mm. Do you know what it was I didn't know what I wanted to do And not knowing what I wanted to do Made me still Yeah And that is the biggest mistake that I've ever made in my life. And mm. I've learned now, having trained my mind to try new things. Like mm. I, I'm I'm an advocate for trying new things. Yeah. I've gone from one to the other. Like yeah. I went from being in the same job for four years to trying three different careers in like two. Mm. Like I am a big believer in try everything. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons that I came out of that, I guess technically that failure with is mm. that like if you don't move, then you won't move. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you don't do something, then you're not going to do anything. So, yeah. do, did I want to spend the rest of my life hating what I did every single, and eventually hating myself? Mm. No. So, like, I just had to try something else. Yeah. I had no choice. And now I, I'm a just, I'm a proper big advocate of, like, try stuff, fail at it, if you, if you see it as failure. And, like, you would be surprised how one thing can lead you onto another. Like, mm. your one failure can easily lead you to another mm. success. Like, doing something that you hate yeah. can lead you to doing something that you love. Like, yeah. that's just kind of how it works. I believe in the journey. Yeah. So, I believe that anything that I've ever done in my life was a stepping stone to where I'm meant to mm. be. And people, and su- su- successful people always say that, and I feel like I've experienced this somewhat myself as well, the process is more actually exhilarating than the goal. 100%. Like, yeah. the process of getting yeah. things wrong and going around in a circle and being stressed, it's more interesting than actually landing there yeah because it's learning yeah and learning is very fun it's <laughs> yeah. stimulating like yeah it's nice it's good to learn it things. is and i think you also don't realize that everybody in every single position of their life has imposter syndrome mm-hmm. whether that's an artist who's putting out a new album 
They literally fear, is this going to be perceived yeah. well? So who's the imposter if we're all imposters? We're like, all imposters. Who's, who's the yeah. true deserving yeah. person the, if we're all manager, imposters? Your manager, your director, you've all got imposter syndrome yeah. because yeah. everybody has somebody above them yeah. who's there to kind of, I guess, critique them critique, somewhat. Yeah, it's true. 100%. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you just can't take things personally. And it's not all only about work, that mindset. Yeah. Like, just in general, having like an explorative mind is so important. Yeah. Like, you, I think... Beyond work, there's life and joy. Yeah. And you have to seek happiness. Happiness doesn't just fall in your lap. And you're not mm. going to find happiness unless you're trying stuff and mm. doing things and exploring yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, learn what you like, learn what you don't like. Like, these are the things that get you to the point of, you know, it's like dating. Like, when you date yeah. and you you absolutely hate that your ex would always cut you off when you speak, mm. you wouldn't know that unless you failed at that relationship <laughs> yeah. and learned that, yeah. you know, I don't like men who cut me off. Mm. Like, there's so many you can fail friendships. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, relationships, yeah. career sometimes, creativity. Yeah. Sometimes the even body fails you sometimes. Yeah. Like there's just so many, there's so many oh, there's so <laughs> many things that like can feel like they're fa- failing. But yeah, mm. as you said before, it's literally just tri- it's trial and error. Yeah. Um, and what's, we've all been there. What's yours, I was gonna say? What I failed. I feel like I failed a lot of things sometimes. Sometimes I feel like I've um, maybe in terms of relationships, I've failed myself. Mm. Um, sometimes I feel like I've um, failed my siblings mm. in some ways of maybe not doing enough. Um, maybe sometimes not being, um, yeah, maybe in terms of people, like whether that's my relationships, um, siblings, friends and stuff, like I feel like I've sometimes not been receptive enough to things. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I take a while to process things sometimes. You might tell me something and I feel like I haven't reacted well enough in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, besides that, I feel like career is, a, career is a big thing that I've always kind of struggled with of like feeling like I'm not done enough mm. um, or not had enough savings or that's where I feel like it's a constant, it's something that I have to address every day. So yeah, I feel like, yeah. oh, I failed, I failed, I failed. But then when I think of the grand scheme of things and the cards that I was dealt with, I'm doing fantastically well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I guess maybe I'm in a privileged position now because I'm comparing myself to the big boys. Yeah. When in actuality, like, the cards I've been dealt with, I should have been not, I shouldn't have access, access to these yeah. big boys, yeah, <laughs> whoever yeah, those yeah. big boys are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that within itself, I'm seeing like, no, you're progressing. Yeah, And whatever true. progress looks like. But um, yeah, I do... Failure is something that I do struggle with and I don't take cr- critique very well. Mm. Um, and it's something that I'm trying to get better at. Um, also trying to ask questions a little bit more as well. Mm. Um, I think for me, questions meant that you didn't understand what was going on and that's more exposing. Right. Rather than looking like inquisitive about somebody's life or okay. the, the job that I've been um, asked to do. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Kind of made me feel a bit more incompetent. Mm. But now I'm just like, no, it actually makes you like you're learning. You're learning quicker, yeah. and people have more patience than you think. Yeah. Um. So I know, you know, when you're younger, sometimes you don't want to ask. I don't know. You don't want to ask a manager for like I don't know work experience because they have no time for you. Mm. But in actual fact, they will be more than willing to help you out. Yeah, yeah. Like when people have asked me for help, and I feel like, oh yeah, sure. Like I would love to help you. Yeah. Because I've also been in a position where you don't really. I didn't know what I was doing either. Yeah, people like people that ask for help because it's like you you want to do it right. So win-win. Yeah. yeah. I think people that are silent 
often look stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the quiet person in the meeting, everyone's like, are you dumb? Yeah. It's not often that, it's usually the smartest person in the room that's asking the most questions. Yeah. Like that's genuinely how it works. Yeah. yeah. It's not often that the smartest person in the room has nothing to say. Yeah. That doesn't, yeah. 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 It's hard. It's, it's hard because a lot of those people, and I've been there, who don't have anything to say, it's because I fear. Speaking. Yeah, they're scared. Yeah, yeah that's I'm like, that's, scared. That's what you end up looking like an idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've definitely, there's been so many, when I think about like my last job that I was in, I'm not joking. It's even sometimes on a bad day, I'll get waves of anxiety thinking about it. And then another day, so I'm like, oh, that was mad. Mm. I will not say words. Like I'll literally be a mute. Mm. And it feels like, I've been there too. It's yeah. like, are you, does every, yeah, does everybody think that I'm dumb? Yeah. Am I just invisible? Yeah. Or like, does everyone actually want me to be gone here? Because I'm so overexposed. I've been there. Boy. Yeah. Every, oh, I wish I could just hug every fresh out of uni student who's yeah. been there. Because yeah. that was the, my, that was my bag. <laughs> when I first graduated, that was my bag. Just yeah. silence. Silent. Silent. And I went from feeling like the most intelligent person in any room. Yeah. In school, uni, mm. to being... I'm such an idiot. Yeah. And I'm perceived as an absolute dumb. Yeah. Because a lot of this is foreign to me. It's going over my head. Mm. And I'm so scared to expose yeah. myself. And you're black. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and literally. a black woman. Plus I'm a nigger. Yes. Like, <laughs> there's so many things working against me right now. Yeah. It's a horrible feeling. And then class horrible. pays a big deal. Of, so for me, I always had a fear of speaking because the way that I sound. Mm. So even me speaking in a in an environment like that, in a, a formal meeting. Yeah. I'm not, I can't speak formal. And yeah. if I am, it's like, am I saying the word, that word properly? Yeah. So yeah. rather not say anything. Yeah. In, in, because I'm scared of getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the case for so many people. Yeah. Man. It just Sorry. constantly eats you up. Fear is wicked. Insecurity yeah. is the root of all evil. I always say that. Yeah. God forgive me. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. <laughs> it is. But anyway, we took them to church. We did. <laughs> preach on, preach on. Preach we actually on. preached. <laughs> We really did preach. Oh, but please, like guys, man. maybe message us like, what have you taken from this and what are you going to try? Yeah, I, I would love to know. I, I'm going to try. I'm already trying to try new things. So yeah, maybe yeah. I won't do too much with that. But yeah, let's all be trying something. I want to try something. I'm trying to think what I want to try. <laughs> the other day I thought, oh, should I get into marketing? And I thought, <laughs> random. <laughs> Very random. <laughs> Why yeah. marketing? <laughs> that sounds nice. <laughs> But that's a good mentality to have. Yeah. Like, why not? Yeah, why why not? not marketing? <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> of all things. I just thought, mm, let me not get to it. Lots of people, I've, I've considered that as well. Really? Because lots of people, I, I didn't realize how broad marketing is. Yeah. And like, <laughs> it, I think everyone is a marketer in some way. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I didn't know this. I th- It's like the most popular role. Yeah, yeah. Because so. I, was, I was more so thinking, what would I be good at? Yeah, I think I'm good at marketing. Yeah. The PR Let's do it. Yeah. Start a marketing agency. Let's just end the pod. And start a marketing agency instead. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just be preaching. That's all we've got. That's our version of marketing. No, literally. Right. Right. Um, It's been a blast. We love you as always. If nobody's told you this week, we will tell you. We love you. Yeah. We hope you have a beautiful and blessed week. Yeah. And we hope you try something new this week. Yeah. And don't wait until the new year. Yeah, literally. Start now. Start now. Fuck the new year. (laughs) We will see you next week. Bye. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 